All right, and we're recording. So uh, it is 7.55, uh, the 11th of December. How's it, how does it feel? Fascinating. Actually, let me go get my headphones so we can be in the same Please do. Room. <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? <laughs> this is the first time that I venture into such an unknown territory. <clears throat> no, really, this is the first time that I hear my own voice this way. Really? Absolutely. So, I'm actually going to sit closer to you. How does, how does it, yeah, this is good. This is great. This is wonderful. Okay, great. So, <clears throat> you can hear me clearly? Yes. Okay. Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, how's it going? It's going. Yeah? Alhamdulillah. Yeah? yeah. Approaching the last week of so, uh, yeah. school. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? I feel good. Just to let you know, this is uh, completely, like this could be useless. What we're doing right now. That's okay. But we're just having a conversation about anything. I can do that. Ta'ban? Ta'ban. Farfish? Mithamas. Lyom Ta'ban, ah. But in general, I'm Mithamas. I'm very, very excited. Mithamas la l'utle or Mithamas la l'fasl al-jai? Mithamas ashba' noom. I kid you not, I am deeply, deeply excited about actually getting enough sleep every single day without having to worry about waking up early. The weekends have not been that for you? Um, maybe Fridays, definitely not Saturdays. Mm. Yeah. Um, if you, how's the, the angle? We can, get, we can make it higher for you if you want. Uh, that's too complicated. So you just, what you just do is just, you loosen this. This thing, uh, you can do that. No, I think I'm fine. Okay, good. Yeah, I think I'm good. I don't know how close I should be, though. How has it? Uh, the closer, the better, and kind of like where okay. we. You can also bring it closer to you. Sure. You Whatever you're Perfect. comfortable with. Uh, uh, so I am excited for the winter break. Okay. I will be. I will be helping out with the winter break extension program. Oh, great! Which means I will have the first week off. Mm. But the second week I'll be on duty, and mm. the third week I will also be on duty. Oh wow! It's it it's pretty much you. You do one activity or two activities a day, for the students that are stuck here. Mm. They can't go back home. Okay. And I actually chose to do it, because why? I, while I know I remember, being stuck here sometimes when everyone went home and I wouldn't be able to go home on big occasions mm -hmm. and uh, if you don't have warm enough people around you it kind of feels cold and you feel left out and you feel abandoned mm -hmm. in a way like yeah. everyone is with their families yeah. <coughs> and you're the only one that's walking around an empty neighborhood that's true and it's, it is also liter literally f uh, cold as well yep and uh, yep Christmas oh. Hopefully rainy too. Yeah. Inshallah. I've, um, so I've heard that rainfall hasn't been that good. Uh, well, it hasn't it been. It, it rained <laughs> a couple times. A couple times. But not enough. Growing up, I remember by now it would have rained at least at least 10 times. And, and I, I still remember we had some sort of uh, canal. It's like a ditch. This is in Karak. This is in Karak, huh? Next, next to the house, and every single time by by uh, October, it would it would be uh, flowing with water, every day. Basically, like a sail. Sail. Mm. Yeah. N that never happens anymore. Yeah. Mm. If if we're saying that it's flowing every day, mm. that's kind of meaning it rained every day. That's true. In October. Ah. Now we're, 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 what is this? We're in December. Early mid -December, December. Yeah. Approaching mid December. We're not there yet. Nope. Yeah. No, not at all. Completely. It's so funny. We had, we had a thunderstorm with no rain. 
I kid you not. We had a thunderstorm and there was no rain. So it seems that the clouds were just, they were just... Uh, fake. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> That's what they were. They were fake news. Wow. And uh, I've always been curious, uh, where in Karak? Did I tell you that, that I, I did a program in Karak? So I, I'm f- slightly familiar. You never told me yes. that you did a program in Karak. Yes, I did. I, I taught film for... Uh, slightly offended that you never told me that. I apologize. Well, now I'm telling you. Very offended that you didn't tell me. Would so you be I offended if I if I never told you? Yeah, but I, I'm I'm more offended because I, I I never got the chance to invite you to my house. That shame, is true. Shame on you. The the, the possibility is still there. <coughs> Inshallah. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? The possibility. It is. In terms of my from <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> of course, there is a possibility. So what, what would um, what what's the area called that you live in, Karak? Al Mazar al Janubi. Ah, Al Mazar. Al-Mazar al-Janubi, which is a very religious place. It's filled. Religious or traditional? Religious. It's it's where Ja'far al-Tayyar is. Oh, uh, it has a religious significance. Yes. Religious significance in terms of Islam. Mm. Because in, in Mazar you have Ja'far al-Tayyar, mm-hmm. and then Abdullah bin Rawaha, mm-hmm. and a couple others. Mm-hmm. And then Mu'ta, which is literally five minutes away mm-hmm. from Mazar, you have... Uh, what people claim to be the uh, the area where Ma'arakat Mu'ta took place. And that's where you have Jama'at Mu'ta. Mm. And that's where you have Jama'at Mu'ta al-Askariya, mm. which uh, derives a lot of its uh, um, teachings. Not teachings. Spirit? Philosophy? Uh, no, yeah. I, think, I think spirit from, would from be... From the fact that there was a big battle in history that changed history... Right there, next to them. That's true. So when you're when you're graduating military men, you kind of need that. Yeah, there's a some sort of. Um, it matters for some reason that something happened there, and that uh, you're there next to it. Yeah, I mean, uh, my brother went there, mm. and they. I, I always ask them, like, do they actually ever refer to the Maraka? Yeah. As a, because it's it's one of the biggest deals in, in Islamic history with the Futuhat and all of that. Mm. And he's like, yeah, of course they do. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to confirm. <laughs> Very nice. So, Okay. And how would you describe uh, the last three months for you? Hard. Mm-hmm. But mm. absolutely satisfying. Wow. I'm really glad you said that. Yeah. Can you expand a little bit more? Hard because I was I wasn't uh, I literally had no life mm. outside of the walls, mm. and uh, my schedule would be I would wake up at seven a.m. every day, go to sleep, no earlier, mm. no earlier than two a.m. Really, every day, except for the weekends. Yeah, but still, but still, which means I would get on average five hours on a good day of sleep. During the week. Which is something that I got used to in university. Mm. And in my working years after university. Mm. But for some reason, the amount of work I do here is a lot more. It's a <laughs> lot, yes. yes. <laughs> Teaching is not the same as sitting on a desk mm. and doing a desk job. And being in the dorm is not the same as a desk job. Yeah. Because you have all of these... Boys in the dorm, mm. 51 of them, mm-hmm. and each one of them has his own energy for that day. And it's different because, every day. And it's different every day. And to a certain degree, you need to meet them where they are, or else yeah. you're going to come across as a weirdo. That's true. As, as someone that we cannot connect with. That's true. And so it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm trying to level with them and be on the same level as they are. Of course, I can't do what they do. I can't. Yeah, we can't. There are limits and boundaries, and and and. But at the same time, you you have to meet them where they are, or else you're just gonna come across as a cold. I think. Yeah, I would say cold. Cold. Not. I'm not very understanding. Not very understanding. Uh, rigid. Rigid. Rigid is a good word. Yeah. Uh, I can I cannot afford to be rigid with students. I think uh, flexibility is the name of the game with students. 
and understanding where the red line is for you and uh, yes. stay sticking to that yes but yes. any kind of allowing them to understand that the the red line for them is different than the red line for you you know yeah um, so yeah. that you can play with it but they push yeah they yeah. push but they you, you have to have so like that space to to be able for them if they push you're like well i'm doing it this time but next time you know for example or like you know just like that flexibility but yeah yeah no, there there's a lot of gray area did you learn anything about yourself during these three months yes mm-hmm. i hate sending emails mm. and i think email is one of the most abused it's not it's it is used but it's being abused you're saying that there is potential for email but not in the way that we we use it here yeah yeah i, I mean the, the the clearly there there are circumstances where I have no idea why people are sending me emails. Why aren't you giving me a call? Why aren't you setting up a meeting? Why? Mm. It's it's you s- you have meetings for things that don't matter. Mm. Of course, that's not the case mm. with every meeting. Yeah. Right. But there is a tendency to have meetings for things where it's literally uh, people just impart information upon you. Yeah. And you're sitting there thinking, well, you're not asking me anything. Yeah. You're you're n- there. It's it's a one way conversation. Yeah. That's what an email is. That's true. <laughs> it's a one-way conversation. It's a one-way one conversation. It's a directed uh, communication, you know. Absolutely. If you're doing the same thing in a meeting, uh, I highly doubt mm-hmm. that you will get anything more than an email. Mm-hmm. On the contrary, I think people will be offended that you reserve their time mm. for no reason. Mm. Other thing is, sometimes matters would be so complicated, so, so complicated... And then people say, yeah, email me about it. Well, I don't want to email you about it. I want to talk to you about it. <laughs> it's going to take me a while for me to actually explain it to you clearly. You know? Yes, because I know when I say things, you're going to ha- go, oh, you're going to scratch your head and think, I have a question or two about that. So why would I waste my time writing an email? That's true. When then you're going to say, oh, this looks complicated. Can we have a meeting? <laughs> right? Th- th- let's let's get cut the chase, get to the point. So it seems that there's a misunderstanding about what uh, the tool of email could be used for. Yeah. And, uh, that, yeah. and, and that in turn turns into a less productive and uh, kind of misdirected energy somewhere. Very misdirected energy. It takes me time every day to sort through my email. Yeah. Just to go through what matches and what doesn't. That's true. Wouldn't be a surprise, 75% of it doesn't. Yeah. Okay, what else did you learn about yourself? Hmm. This is something that I that I did before. I taught before 101. Okay. I never taught a class, a full class. Mm. And I remember the first day that we, we were supposed to start school uh, on a very particular specific day. Mm-hmm. And then it was decided that we're taking an extra week mm. of being online. Mm. AP classes had to go online. Yes, I remember that. Regular classes didn't have to. So mm-hmm. we pretty much had an extra week. And that stretched out the waiting even more. Because I, I couldn't handle I was I was so nervous. Mm. How am I going to get into the class the first day? What am I going to say? L- really, what, what do you say? You right. have a bunch of kids looking at you. They're scared. You're scared. <laughs> These are freshmen, so it's their first day of school, basically. Yeah. At this, First, uh, yeah, absolutely. First day of school. What do you talk to them about? Mm-hmm. And I remember I, I came up with so many scenarios and I came up with so many ways of, of getting to the class and talking to the class. The moment I came in, I looked at their faces. I'm like, nope, none of this is going to work. And I just started talking to them. Really? Yeah. yeah. Just uh, a the, conversation, the, basically. Ah, the whole plan went, went down the drain. Okay. The, the, no. The entire list of plans that I came up with, because I sat down. I was I was such a private sector employee. <laughs> like the mentality. I was such a private sector employee mentality. I'm like I will have plan A mm. and then plan B and then I can mix plan A with B and get plan C. Uh, this this whole thing was created in your mind yeah, without the context of, of what is actually the reality. Of course, because I've never seen the kids. Exactly, <laughs> you've never experienced whatever you're experiencing. I've never walked into a classroom yeah, before. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Let alone walk into a classroom of 15 freshmen staring at you, judging every single moment. They're studying you, really. Of, of your existence. 
studying you and learning from you. That's true. Because and that's the, probably the, the like most fearful thing. And that's 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 another thing that I that I realized not realized remembered about being a student here mm. is that no matter how how much the teacher teaches, you will always learn something else just by their personality. Oh yeah, yeah I can of tell. Of course, I mean, they're, they're, I loved math with with so much passion, mm-hmm. and I remember the teachers that that taught me math brought out even more of that. I, I hated history with passion up until I came to King's Academy, and mm. then I realized uh, history is pretty cool. <laughs> I think uh, I would say. I would argue 60% of the classroom is not the material. It is the presence that you give. It's the ideas that you provide. It's the the things that you prioritize for them. I think there's a worldwide debate now, skills versus content. Skills versus content. What mm-hmm. do you teach? Do you teach skills or do you teach content? And in my opinion... Hello, we have a, we have a guest here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye, Ahmed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cardamom tea. With the fancy schmancy galaya. invite you to anything else. Would you like some other beverages? We have water, we have juice. I also have different types of tea and coffee if you would like. Kind of. I mean, it's right here. I heard everything. I'm not sure if I've ever, ever done ASMR. Have you heard of this concept? I know ASMR. Yeah, this is kind of similar to it. Uh. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, too, too much ASMR. Okay, let us continue with our serious conversation. <laughs> See you never, Ahmed. Jeremy. Um, um, skills versus content. Skills versus content. And I think, I think it's very noble that, that we have to teach skills. And I agree with that. It is very important that the students walk out of class and finish the year and finish school with skills. <laughs> One of them is, you not, know, it, is not interrupting. <laughs> it's not about the water. It's about him laughing to the water. No, I mean, the preface of this whole thing I told Hamza is like, this, not, this is, could be useless, you know. He uh, so so. No, he, he he told me that you have a, a Bluetooth connected device that boils water. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> is it really connected to Bluetooth? This is. Yeah, he didn't problem. believe me. Oh, you still don't believe me. <laughs> How could a Bedouin be so technologically advanced? Well, it's not connecting anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Winston. His name is Winston. <laughs> We use him every, we, you know, we interact with him every day, so. Okay. As in Winston Churchill? As in Winston, um, is there, is there a Chinese, like, I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, I don't think anyone is. That really, my mind was blown. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I didn't interrupt in a crucial part of the, the conversation. We're just talking. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool. The noise will be over soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really hear much of the boiling. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you said the noise. Good. <laughs> you can hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we can do like a four-way, uh, uh, you know, podcast. <laughs> I, I, th- <laughs> I mean, listen, you're, you're welcome to join in on the conversation. It's fine. Yes, please do. Are there any are there any specific skills that you would like to provide for your students at the like by the end of this semester, hoping that they would learn? Evidence, evidence, evidence. Provide evidence. Provide evidence for everything you say. And if you don't have evidence from a document, from a piece of writing, whether visual, written, any sort of evidence, then passion is not evidence. Mm. Because I have I have students that that are very passionate, 
and they think that passion can step in the place of evidence, which is very, which is something to admire, of course, the amount of passion that they have. But we live in in the age of science, and if you don't have evidence, then you're just pseudoscience. Everything you say is futile. Futile. Yeah. Um. So how? But you, the passion is very important as well. You yeah, cannot. You cannot really. You know that flame that that the young people have. The young. The youth. It must not be quashed. How do you manage and uh, maneuver? And redirect the, that passion, or how would you? You know, I let it be. I, I I never tell them not to be passionate. I just tell them whatever you're passionate about, add some evidence to it. <laughs> Unless, of course, it's something um, the fruit of your own imagination. Then, by all means. Mm. But it, which which takes me to the most important point, mm. which is content. Mm. And I think you can't teach skills without content. As a matter of fact, scientifically speaking, Mm. you are not able to access higher thinking cognitive abilities if you don't have the content readily available in your brain. Which I know is a word that people are scared to say. Mm -hmm. Memorized. Mm. And it's been proven again and again, time and time again, that students who memorize equations, mathematical equations, do way better on tests than students who have an open book exam where they see the equations where according to some people they did not uselessly fill their brain with equations hmm. the, the, according to that argument they should be able to to function better and to do better on a test because their brain is is uh, readily available to, to do higher thinking uh, cognitive functions instead of memorizing an equation but it's actually the complete opposite those who have the equations memorized do not have to worry about on the day of a test or assessment or whatever it is trying to plug in they don't have to worry about looking for which equation to use they don't have they don't have to worry about looking at external resources it's all there readily available in their brain all they need to do is plug in the numbers. So, yes, I do see, and it's uh, controversial now to say that memorization is uh, is useful. Yeah. It's, <laughs> At this point, it's like memorization is not useful. Memorization is the devil. Memorization is archaic. Yeah, memorization is uh, is old school. Well, sometimes old school is good school. Of course. You have to, you have, we have, if we, we do not learn, you know, you can't cancel, you have to build on things. Yeah, from yeah you, have, you have to build on. And, and a good chunk of the higher thinking is for you to um, have what's called scaffolding. Mm. And scaffolding is pretty much starting with a very basic foundational idea. You build on it, you build on it, you build on it, and then you connect and, and then you weave things together. And, I, I, uh, from personal experience as well as science, if if things are already in your brain, your brain will 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 weave and interleave and connect and do all of the magic that we call intelligence on its own, mm-hmm. uh, and in ways that you might never uh, know. I, I mean, it, it, sometimes I remember as a student. I would work so hard to understand something and then I, I wouldn't. I would memorize it the next day. I would come back to it and my brain would have done its own magic and now I understand it. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it seems like memorization it leads to understanding but with time. Memorization alone on its own is useless. Mm-hmm. Memorization and then you give them the opportunity, the students, you give them the opportunity to use what they memorized and to interleave it and to connect it to things that they already know and things that they don't know, that's where memorization comes in handy. Mm. That's, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like 
giving you an IKEA set, mm-hmm. okay, and and telling you to build it up from scratch. And I have two people. One of them, I I already gave the manual. F- I already gave them the manual, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they memorized it. Mm-hmm. And when they get the pieces, they just put them together mm. while having access to the manual. Mm. And then the other one is, I just I just give that person the manual. They've never seen it in their life. I just give them the manual and I say, go ahead. Which one do you think will do a better job? Immediately faster, the first person. Yeah, because they, they, already, they already expected problems and, and glitches that might happen. And it seems to me the, the, the word is uh, recognition. They recognize the things, the nuts and bolts of uh, yeah. of the whole thing that yeah. um, allows them to say, like, I have three types of this bolt. Yes. If one is missing, yes, then that's where I put it. Yes, but if, if they were presented with three types of bolts on the spot, then they will have to go through trial and error, which I know has its own merit when, yes, it, comes of course. To, when it comes to learning, but they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. You can have trial and error, which I am pretty sure the one who memorized the manual will exercise trial and error. But they will be more efficient and they will have already expected and sort of built out a roadmap. So when, whenever, whenever this conversation comes up, it's, it's, it, it, it pains me that some people think that it's mutually, mutually exclusive where you either have the skills or the content. Why not have both? Mm. <laughs> I never read anywhere or heard anyone say that you can't have both. Why not aim aim higher? Have both. Have both. And I promise you, the more readily available the information, the more readily available the knowledge in your brain, in your connections, head, the more readily available you are to make connections. Mm. And connections, by the way, connections, this is agreed upon by all educators around the world mm. and all scientists who study mm. the brain. The more connections you have, the smarter you are. What we call intelligence is really the number of connections you have in your brain. I would say so. And uh, just from my experience in the last three months, it's uh, the amount of knowledge or the, the, th- the number of things that you know, that's just general curiosity about anything, will allow you to be able to connect and uh, draw lines. And uh, what we call creativity is the same thing as what we call intelligence. It's just the breadth of knowledge that you have that you're able to like uh, pick and choose and uh, put together. And yeah. Basically, Lego, Lego blocks. Le- Lego blocks. Lego blocks. The more Lego blocks you have, the more capabilities of you doing things with them. No, I, I, but I completely understand why some people see, see memorization as a nightmare because the ability, the skill of recall, which is also a skill that we need to teach, the ability to recall, that's what public schools are made for, right? That's, that's sure. the background where I came from. Recall. You, uh, there's a great word, regurgitate, mm-hmm. right? Am yes. I saying it yes. correctly? Yes. Right. Where, where you memorize you recall, you write it down, and then the next day you literally have no worry about it whatsoever because you memorized it on its own. Now, if you memorize it, connect, interleave, uh, and, and, and create all of these neurons in your brain and have those connections, which has also been proven to delay all sorts of brain diseases such mm-hmm. as Alzheimer's um, uh, and, 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 and things like that where, where people have difficulty. Um, and anything cognitive, basically. Anything cognitive. Yeah, yeah. the more connections in, in your brain, the, the more... Prepar- of course, it doesn't eliminate because there's no such thing as eliminating a risk. But it helps. Yeah, and, of and, course. And so I'm, I'm, very, I'm very adamant about about having my students memorize things and i tell them i i tell them you will have to and they say why can't you just give us a timeline of of the dates Mm. Uh, and i say well can't you can't you remember what came first and what came and i I, i'm I'm not very pedantic about dates Mm -hmm. i need them to know chronological order Mm. i need it of course it's like um, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, what comes first 
walking or crawling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Th- yeah. We all know that. Running yeah. or walking. It's the same thing. What came first? Yeah. The farming or, or trade. Exactly. And it, yeah. it allows you to kind of uh, just organize the thought in terms of understanding w- why this came first. Crawling beca- comes before walking because uh, this is how we, you know, you, c- you have to crawl before you walk. You, you have, have to understand have to. this point before you understand this point. Yeah. And, and if you put that within the structure of history, then but it allows he, you to understand. Th- this, is, this is where content is extremely important. If they don't know what crawling or walking is, how are they going to, logically speaking, say, of course, crawling comes first? Yeah. Right. Um, I never say you have to memorize crawling comes be- comes before yes. walking. Yes. But I tell them this is crawling. This is walking. Yeah. Which one do you think came first? Yeah. And then somehow they will always memorize that yeah. crawling came first. To me, it yeah. seems like the, the, the understanding of what crawling is by memorization or by, yeah, and then the understanding of what walking is, yeah. you break them down. So what, 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 what that means is analysis. Yeah, analysis. Anal- analyze, break down the parts of what this concept means. Absolutely. And after that, you're able to compare and contrast. Absolutely. And then therefore move forward. Absolutely. Now, if they don't know what crawling is or walking is, if I present them with a new idea, which is, which came first, which is, of course, an, 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 an analytic question, mm-hmm. right? Which came first? If, th- if they don't remember what crawling is or what walking yeah. is, they will never be able to access that higher cognitive, uh, cognitive level. Yeah. level of thinking. Yeah. Basic. So I'm, I'm very, very excited about that. So would you say that you knew this stuff or the, the way that you're speaking now, would you have known to talk about this without your experience in the last three months teaching uh i've been exposed to it because i've i've been taught by great teachers yeah um but i never had the terms yeah to to put my experience in words and uh being here uh gives me the chance to actually get uh into conversations with teachers about teaching which you wouldn't be surprised are my favorite kind of conversations. <laughs> As <laughs> we are having right now. <laughs> Which is what we're having. And you can tell that I, <laughs> I have a ton of grading back there waiting for me, but I am choosing to be here. Right? Yeah. Because this, this, this makes a difference. It really does make a difference. That's really fascinating to me. And uh, th- that's the space that I, re- I really couldn't have imagined you to be in this space right now. Um, three four five years ago but it completely makes sense to me not not necessarily in terms of what Mm. the name of the school is but being in the classroom i have always 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 wanted to come back to king's academy one way or another that's that's for certain Mm. so when i I, whenever i sat down and i planned my life or whatever i thought i was planning um, because you plan you plan you plan and then life happens yeah I always had in my in my mind that I will come back to Kings. I never forced it. I never forced it, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that was that was the best thing that I ever did in my life because not forcing it allowed me to go around Jordan and meet people from all different parts of Jordan. Mm. And working in the private sector and working with NGOs allowed me to not only work with all the demographics of Jordanians ranging from public sector, private sector, different demographics, different social statuses, government, also expats, Mm. international expats. Yes, yes. All around the world. And all of these all all of these experiences put me in a place where present me with anyone regardless, whatever wherever that person comes from, I will be able to have a conversation with them. And actually build a relationship, which is, of course, a, a very, uh, now, now, nowadays, they, they call it mutual interests or symbiotic, if, mm-hmm. if you're being very bi- biological. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and I think you, you can never have any, you, you can never have a collaboration without mutual interests being present, unless you're being altruistic, which is 
which is a different <laughs> different story i mean yeah in the, in the world that we live in uh, the the more dominant relationship would be we have we both have interest in yes. this and therefore we both will work our hardest to be able to achieve the the best possible result which is not a bad thing not at all which is uh, i i think is is only fair since we live in a, in an age where trade is is the name of the game <laughs> right <Yes. laughs> so commerce uh, introduction of commerce but uh, i want to mention the that all your previous experiences feed into your yes. being, so your presence on campus and your presence in, in the classroom, but also the knowledge. And imagine if you were to come back to school to educate without actually having any sort of experience other than college experience. But looking oh, back, you know. I would have been a horrible, horrible, horrendous <laughs> teacher. I would have been the worst. Yeah. I would have been... Uh, I would have been biased, I would have been impatient, mm. I would have been judgmental, I would have been impulsive, I would have been all the things that you cannot be as a teacher, that you cannot afford as a teacher That's it. For, the, for the health and well-being of the educational experience of the students. Because at the end of the day, I, I couldn't care less about grades. I could not care less about grades. I do grade. And I am very strict with grading. Really? B yes. But I could not care less about grades because you're teaching a student that they can learn. Hmm. And this is how you learn. And this is what you need to learn. And this is an assessment. This is sort of a, uh, a way to measure your learning. And I, and I told them, grades are not, are not a measure of your success. They're a measure of how much you learned. That's it. It never said anything. A grade never said anything. I never said that, that a grade is a measure of your abilities. It's just a measure of what you learned. I understand that. And that takes the whole question of, am I stupid? Yeah. Am I good enough? Equation. Am I good enough? Out of the equation. And I remember, John Leisler, by the way, I mm -hmm. remember I had a test when I first came here. And uh, I, I, of course, I failed the test. <laughs> no question. <laughs> Freshman <laughs> my, year, you Freshman know. Freshman year, my <laughs> first test with, with John Leisler. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> I failed the test. Uh, and I remember uh, he talked to me about it. And uh, now, granted, I was, I was in peace with, uh, I, was, I was mad and upset. But I said, it's okay, I did my best. And he said, yeah, I know you did your best, but uh, in this circumstance, you did your best. But if your best is not enough, that means you have more to learn. You mm. have more room to grow. What? <laughs> <laughs> what a controversial, like, what? just ridiculous uh, <laughs> statement that you just said. <laughs> and of course, it made no sense to me at that moment because I was being emotional and I was mad and upset and angry about the result. Um, but then I, the more I thought about it, I thought, good Lord, the guy, the guy is speaking the truth. <laughs> he speaks wisdom. He speaks wisdom. And, and of course, he was very kind and very nice about it. He, di he, didn't, he did not at any minute make you feel like th this, this is a shortcoming on your end. Yeah. On the contrary, this is an area where you can improve. And I know areas of improvement is now... Is, is, is now also something that's abused, right? Why? Because I, I see people, this is an area of improvement. This is an area of improvement. This is an area of, of improvement. It gets thrown around so often that it loses its meaning. Hmm. And, and I'm, I'm convinced that if you throw a word around too much, people will automate that word. And every time you say it, they'll be like, oh, here we go again. Of it's course, like here we go again. Yeah. But, but I, 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 I make it clear to every single student that is upset with the grade, I say, the grade is never a measure of how smart or successful you are or intelligent or, or, or. The grade is only a measure of how much you learned with regards to the material. And they always say, well, so that just means I need to learn more next time. <laughs> you say, yeah, you just need to do double the learning. And we move on. And they don't dwell on the grade. 
because it's very easy for you as a student to dwell on a grade. Yes. Especially when your parents send you to school and say, I had a parent, and it was, it was mind-blowing. I had a parent, the student had an A. Mm-hmm. The, student, the kid is, is uh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had an A, and we had the parent-teacher conference, and we sat down, and she was not happy. And I could tell that she was not happy, mm-hmm. and I said, with all due respect, ma'am, you don't seem very happy or proud of your son <laughs> uh, for what he has achieved. And she said, yeah, because an A is not enough. And once again, I said, with all due respect, ma'am, an A is all we can give. <laughs> That's the maximum scale, right? Yeah. And she said, no, 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 no. I looked at the, at the grade itself, at, at the number, and it was, it was a 94. Mm. It's not 100. Mm. Uh, and I said, what, what difference does it make to you? Mm-hmm. An A is a, is, is, is a synonym for excellent. Your son is excellent. His command of the material is excellent. His mm-hmm. command of the skills that we're teaching him is excellent. Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't want him to be excellent. I want him to be perfect. Psh. At which point I said, do you really expect a 13 years old kid to be perfect? And she said, yes. And I said, well, then why is he going to school if he's so perfect? Yeah, that's true. Why are you sending him here? Yeah. It clicked in her in her mind a little bit, but she was a bit too proud yes, to, to show it. I can't and believe that you had that kind of conversation. I had to. I had to. And no, I, had, yeah. I had to have a follow-up conversation with the student where I, where I, where I needed to assure the student yeah. that he is good enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because at some point she said in Arabic, uh, I, I told my son, if he doesn't get 100, لَيْفُوتْ عَلَيِّ الْبَيْتِ You told your son that he's not allowed into the house unless he gets 100? Mm-hmm. What kind of pressure is this? Mm-hmm. How was... How, how how is his family life with you and emotional well-being? How does it, mm. what kind of manipulation is this? Mm. I was, you, but granted, I, yeah. I was not happy about the situation. But of course, you have to keep it professional. Of course, you have, of course. Uh, you have to you can do to what, you only, what you can do, you know, within yeah. the realm of your ability. Exactly. Because we also have limits and boundaries. But I mean, it, parents. It, I'm really glad you talked about that. It's a... Wonderful story to represent what our society kind of asks of us and uh, the, the mental evolution that we have uh, for our students uh, in terms of what they are capable of doing and what they will do. And uh, yeah, but yeah, basically that, the growth, the expectation of growth or not growth. Yeah, they, these, these kids, uh, they're flexible. If, if, you, if you raise... If you raise the bar, they'll raise themselves to it. And if you lower the expectations, they they won't they won't go past them, because they at, because it's only it's only expect their kids they do not know what they need to know. Yeah. They do not know what they need to learn. Yeah. To a certain degree, when you start the learning experience, you can teach them on what works for them better. When mm. it comes to learning, mm. is, 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 is it good for them to revise their notes? Is it mm. good for them to take notes at all in class? Yeah. yeah. With some students, it works like magic. With other students, they, they are honest and they say, nope, I'd yeah. rather not take notes. I, would dra- I, have, I have major recall skills yeah. And, I, yeah. and, I, and I am really good at that. And I don't need to take notes. I would rather live the moment and stay focused during class. Yeah. And I don't force them to take notes. I invite them to. I I constantly encourage them to take notes. Um, But I don't force it. But what you possibly don't allow is uh, distraction or not being focused, let's say. Yeah, of course. If, if, If a student is distracted, if they're distressed, that's a different case. I have to attend to their needs if they're distressed. Mm-hmm. If they're distracted, then whatever the distraction is, I have. I also have to attend to that and, mm. and make sure that uh, the student is able to focus in class. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, very often I tell them to go wash their face, grab some water, come back, take a walk. I tell them that, take a walk. How long should the walk be? I don't know. <laughs> take take a walk until you realize. <laughs> you're, you're ready to, to come back to class. I don't know how long that should be. Try five minutes. Okay. Mm. They go. They come back. The next class. Mr. That wasn't enough. Can I have six minutes? Okay. You can have six minutes. Mm. Right. Well, then you have to be careful because they might come back and say, oh, I might, I might need 15 minutes for yeah. a walk. In which case it's like, um, no, no. <laughs> Too much. That's yeah. 20% of the class time. I can't give you 15 minutes. You won't learn much. You, you'll be missing 20%. So. Incredible, Hamza. Thank you for, for sharing your knowledge and that, wisdom. My pleasure. My pleasure. Uh, and and, and one, one, one very important thing, and believe it or not, this year in particular, I am learning more than I am teaching. And uh, 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 as this year approached, as I knew that I will be teaching, I, I, of course, we all get proud of ourselves and, 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 and we enjoy the success and the achievements. Um, and I was, I was wondering uh, about the ratio of, of learning to teaching. And I thought it would be 50-50. I'm a fair man. I'll give it 50-50. <laughs> no. Nope, I am <laughs> learning way more than I am teaching. It's uh, it's very humbling to be in a in an environment where you're kind of pushed to uh, do things out of necessity because others expect. And I, what I mean by others is not your colleagues, but mm. people who you know matter, the, the kids basically. Yeah, and uh, to say that as well at at the age of you know twenty eight, twenty nine. 28 I know you're 28. older You're older than uh, our class I think class. I'm, I'm going from 28 to 29 Okay But yes, at that age, you know We're kind of, what, uh, let's say Six, seven years into our professional, you know, post-grad life Yes And uh, you'd assume that we're kind of, we've got it yeah, no, we understood. Yeah, forget uh, in, in everything else. In comparison <laughs> to, you know, our younger counterparts who you know, uh, maybe have been in this uh, sector for a couple more years, but uh, it just shows that it, we're constantly learning. We're constantly learning. Constantly learning. And, 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 and that's, that's the beautiful thing about it is constantly learning is not just an intellectual thing where you realize you're learning. It's also an emotional thing. Uh, where it's very much so. where it's very humbling, yes, and it's very grounding, and you start being, you s your your ego starts shedding yes itself yes, and you start seeing yourself in a in a in an unbiased manner yes you, wh where ego comes in and sort kind of distorts the image, you don't have to worry about that anymore. You s you see where you need to improve. And now I know exactly what I need to do for next semester. And I know exactly what I need to do for next year. And of course, the things that I, that I need to do for next year, will n I will not be able to achieve them in winter break. Yeah, yeah. The, these are, these are m m meta things. The meta, meta, meta? Yeah, meta. Ma uh, ma macro. Macro, macro. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Those are macro. So I, I, I need... I need time and effort and energy for that. Um, but th there, are, there are things that I'm constantly changing from one, one week to the next. Yeah. One week to the next. Um, That's where the trial and error is, comes. Yes. Trial and, uh, some, some things I, I think will, will, be, will work like magic in class. No. <laughs> but I mean, the the skill is the shatara, basically understanding where w when it starts to dwindle and starts to like, well, the goals that I have for this class are not being achieved by this method. Therefore, I must change it now, immediately yeah, and, you know, and, and as fast as possible. Yes, I, I I agree. But I'm also there's no but actually. Mm. I'm also very honest with the students. Mm. When 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 we try something new, I say, okay, we're trying something new. Uh, there's a good chance that it will work. There's a good chance that it will not. 
the only way is to try it and find out. Yeah. And that usually uh, creates some sort of excitement on their end mm. because the uh, in this day and age, if you're not changing constantly with with a very short attention span, yeah, is it's it's a bit too much. But I d- I'm I don't do that. I d- I don't do it for that purpose. Yeah. I don't do it. I don't uh, allow me to use a big. I don't succumb to the uh, <laughs> to the uh, social constructs. <laughs> uh, I do it for the educational experience yeah. and the learning curve of the students. Um, and if it doesn't work, I revise it and I will revisit. Uh, Part of it is there are things that you fly while building and parts of it is you have great teachers before you that that have tried things and are generous enough to share it with you. Yes. And then you, you use that and you run with it and sometimes it works. Most of the time it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Trial and error, trial and error. And the kids are flexible. They're very, very flexible and adaptable. Open-minded. And very open-minded. And no matter how, how high you raise the bar, they they will meet you there. That's brilliant. They will meet That's you. That's something there. I didn't know. And I, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's especially it, here. <laughs> I know, I know, and it's 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 very very easy for them to slip into uh, bad habits, maybe bad uh, into believing that this is their limit. It's mm. it's very easy for students to get to a stage where they get a bad grade and say. Well, which is what I did when I was a ninth grader. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I've tried my best. Yeah. And apparently my best is not enough. So I guess that'll be it. The, right. the word for me is definition. They define themselves. Yeah. A definition is, is a permanent uh, understanding of something. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of the, the, the enemy at this point. That is, that is a very big enemy, especially for, for freshmen. For exactly. stu- well, for, for stu- of course, for all humans, we can't define ourselves Within the space of learning. Yeah, with momentarily experiences, temporary experiences. Wow. It's it's a lot of growth, a lot of growth. Well, um, for what it's worth, I I believe that you're on on a great track, a momentous track towards being a great teacher and educator. Thank you. I'm very excited for you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And you're not as excited as I am, though. I'm sure. I think that's I'm o- sure. that's <laughs> only that's only fair for me to say that. <laughs> that's, on the that's, all I, that's all I can expect from you, honestly. That, that's what I expect from 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 you, personally. Thank you. So. Thank you very much. This has been a very lovely exchange. There, uh, well, this thing luckily has no end to it. You yeah. know, it could, <laughs> the button can be pressed. Yes. Uh, the memory card can be emptied and uh. filled again. And uh, but the but let me. I'll mention this, the, what I've realized in the last three months is this medium of mm. recording, number one recording, but also li- like it, we are completely in this space right now. We are not anywhere else. Like, oh, no. We're in this mind space and uh, this, uh, this allows us to play and, uh, uh, you know, take from there and take from there and uh, basically in this whole space and uh, very valuable, very valuable to my growth. Um, and I hope uh, I, sh- I can share this with you m- many, many more times. Inshallah. Will do. I loved it. 